In a strange way, I wondered whether my experience would actually be relevant on this forum, especially as I've been touched by so many people who've shared their experiences and inspire us all. And also because I'm not really at liberty to share the minute details of this story, as that really belongs to others to share. However, there is a family story that I can share. My experience is taken from a completely different angle to others, in that the trauma that impacted our family wasn't specifically directed at me, rather at members of my family. However, and here was the crushing blow. This was my introduction to secondary trauma, vicarious trauma, or whatever name you want to call it. I'd never really had experience of this, so if my family were devastated, then so was I. If they were hurting, then so was I. If they had to endure the backbiting, the lack of support, the disbelief in their story, and the condescension of society at their plight, then so did I. We're a family, and somehow it just felt as if the umbilical cords hadn't been cut. So their pain was my pain. So now I really started to discover the proverbial lioness lying close in the depths of my soul. And I'd never really had to use this before. But now I saw it starting to raise its head and show itself. It's very easy for people to be happy and enjoy their family when everything's going fine. They might even believe that they're extremely protective. But what about when it goes off track? What then? Where do we stand then? And so began the all too recognisable domino effect on families facing very real trauma. We had to face doctors, hospitals, the lack of services, the police, the so-called justice system. We got sick. We struggled to work watching the demise of our family. We seemed to lose so-called friends and family who no longer wanted to be tainted by our experiences, and we really struggled constantly to make sense of it all. So this secondary trauma just continued relentlessly. But through all of this, we knew that we could not give up, because if we did, then our family members would as well. Day after day, month after month, year after year, trying to imbue a sense of hope, where it really felt like there was none. It was excruciatingly painful to watch as a parent, watching everything you'd worked for seemingly disintegrate before your eyes. However, we still had a belief that we owed it to our family members to believe in them, despite watching them engage in various self-destructive behaviours. After all, they weren't wicked people. They were just struggling. And who of us never struggles in some way? So we decided as parents that we needed to support them in any way that we could. That didn't mean that we were just walkovers and accepted everything. We also had our limits and boundaries, but we tried to share that with them in a compassionate and loving way. After all, the trauma hadn't been their doing in the first place, so why should they have been blamed for all the results? And yes, there is a place for responsibility for their actions too, but at least understanding the reasons why these happen can help us to extend our mercy and our love as far as we possibly can. I was aware that when we first entered this stage of our life that I really had to channel my energy and my emotions into something that would be productive 
otherwise I would be completely overwhelmed. I'd had experience as a community filmmaker in the past and I'd loved sharing other people's stories and I'd also interviewed lots of different people, especially those in the coal mining communities who had been devastated by the miners' strike, for instance. And I saw that sharing lived experiences was a really powerful healing mechanism and I wanted to use my own experiences to help others. I knew that the thing that helped me the most was talking to other people who'd gone through similar circumstances. It'd given me that real warm, comforting, homecoming feeling. You know, it was like a balm on my troubled soul. So during this time, I started to refocus my mind on a way of helping others. And I began a social enterprise to support other families in trauma. And at the same time, it seemed to help me to channel some of that hyper energy. So although the ideas were born from my own experiences initially, I found that there was lots of other families too who'd suffered in the same way and they wanted to share their stories too. It reminded me of a a beautiful pearl that we see. You know, it's such a beautiful gem and yet it begins with a small piece of irritation, a piece of sand or grain inside the mollusk. And eventually it's coated and coated in these layers of nacre to create this beautiful pearl. And I hope that one day that is what will happen with my own social enterprise. As for my family, uh, we're healing slowly but surely. Our lives are different. We were forced to take on a few different paths along the way, but we're still on the road. It's changed a lot of things, but deep down we are still the same core people that we always were. That hasn't changed. It's like a building had collapsed on top of us. And yeah, we have cuts and bruises and we've suffered pain, but we still have life. And we can never underestimate or make light of that saying that where there is life, there is hope.